This is a Gear Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Mr. Perez. And you're listening to the Better Live Than Dead podcast brought to you exclusively on Gear Network. Listen in. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Ryan Wolf the host of the Better Live Than Dead podcast. Right now, you are listening to our sixth episode on the Gear Radio Network. And let me tell you what, we've got a great show lined up for you this afternoon. First of all, going to talk some football. The second week of the NFL season is in the books, and there's already some crazy stuff that's happened. We're going to talk about that. And then for the first time in Better Live Than Dead history, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball, so stick around for that. Also... Coming up just after these short commercial breaks, Mr. Perez makes his triumphant return to the Better Live Than Dead podcast. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss that one. While you're listening to this podcast, make sure you follow us on social media. You can follow me at WolfSHC on Twitter. You can also follow Mr. Perez at MRLG Perez. Make sure to like the podcast on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash BLTD podcast and make sure to follow Gear Network on Twitter at GERE Network. Wrestling fans, this is JC Money here and I want to talk wrestling with you. That's right. I want to talk WWE with you. I want to talk indies with you. I want to talk WWE 2K video games. I want to talk anything wrestling with you because we are talking wrestling with JC Money Thursdays on the Gear Radio Network. Welcome back to the Better Live Than Dead podcast. And as I mentioned before the commercial break, the triumphant return of Mr. Perez. Hello, peoples. How are you doing out there? It's the Radio Land people. They are excited for your return. It was it was weird not having a podcast with you last week. I know we had uh, extenuating circumstances with the, uh, with the Buffalo Bills being sold. And uh, I just wanted to get the podcast hammered out, as I mentioned. But it was really weird not having you on the podcast. Yeah, man. It was weird not being on the podcast. You're going to hear some weird noises in a second on my line. I'm sorry. I'm currently going through a power wash. <laughs> you are, you are uh, if nothing else, you are terrible with timing. That's for sure. That's a true story. That's a true story. But, you know, that happened. I'm almost through it. Um. I want to start today. I don't know why I said um, because I've got a book in front of me telling me exactly what I want to talk about. Okay. Today, today, let's start with the NFL. Now, uh, mind yeah, you, let me let me just let me just mention before I before I start, all these stats I'm about to throw at you are before last night's absolute embarrassment of a football game. So, uh, oh, the Atlanta Hawks destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the, the the Falcons were supposed to have a big, a good game. I was not expecting it to be did that good of a game. Yes, you did. Did I say the Hawks? You did say yeah, the Hawks. We're not we're not talking NBA right now. I let it slide, though. I'm not going to make fun of you. I let it slide. That's my bad. Uh, yeah, the Falcons. We we've got a we've got a couple, or I'll say three, uh, winless teams that currently stick out. Now, mind you, before we get into the teams, uh, NFL teams that go two and zero, which these all three teams that I'm about to mention are, only twelve percent of the teams have made it to the playoffs since 1990. So, if these three teams want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to defy some sort of uh, some sort of standing record, if you will. Uh, okay. First, first team Indianapolis Colts. 
they were yes. expected they were expected to come in and have a great season, but right now they are uh, 28th in the NFL in, in defense, allowing 295 passing yards per game. Uh, I mean, granted, they've played two very good football teams in the Denver Broncos and Philadelphia Eagles, but they should have won the Eagles game. That's for sure. They completely collapsed. It was an embarrassment. And I, I'm honestly not sure what the Colts have to do to get better, but it, it almost seems as if they are quite lost on the offensive side of things. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think that the uh, the Colts are, are possibly in trouble. I mean, I think they're going to, to, to put some wins together, but their defense is an absolute travesty. They've they've got a lot of guys on the defensive side of ball of the ball that are hurt. Um, they just lost Arthur Jones, good defensive lineman. They lost uh, Robert Mathis to uh, to an Achilles injury. He was uh, suspended for four games, I think it was, and uh, was in Atlanta working out and ended up tearing his Achilles. So that's not right. good. Uh, no. On the offensive on the offensive side of things, they don't seem to, they, they they keep trying to give Trent Richardson a chance, but I don't feel as if Trent Richardson is worthy of that shot. It almost seems like you give the ball to Ahmad Bradshaw, and you might see a lot more of that this week. Yeah, Ahmad Bradshaw has really shown that he still has the power and the legs to get it done, while Trent Richardson has just been, I don't know. He he was supposed to be extremely good, and he just hasn't lived up to all the hype he had coming out of college. There's uh, – Signs of life, if you will, from Trent Richardson, but the problem is, is that um, he's he's a very, very, very prototypical downhill runner. So he'll run directly into the pile, but if he doesn't right. find a, if he doesn't find a hole, he's not going for th- more than three or four yards. Right. He doesn't have that nice side to side movement you want. You, you know, he needs to the to put that in his repertoire, or he's not going to have a, a fantastic career. I mean, if the offensive line was a little better for the Colts, it might be okay because if you're if you're breaking off six or seven yards at a time, that's fine. But when right. you're, you're getting three yards or less, it's not very good. All I know is that I have them on my fantasy football team, and I've had to bench. That's that's probably because you make terrible decisions sometimes. Well, you know what's funny is I also have Adrian Peterson on my fantasy football team. Well, we can talk about that later if you'd like. Yes, we will. All right, going on to the next team, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, they were short of the Denver Broncos. They were the best team uh, in the in the AFC last season, right? But this year, they've got multiple uh, defensive starters that are injured. Not to mention Jamal Charles has a high ankle sprain. And right. uh, for those of you who don't know what a high ankle sprain does, it essentially seeps up all your burst and uh, slows you down. So yeah. while Jamal Charles is one of the best offensive players in the league, this injury will nag him for a good while, and uh, he won't be the same player. Like last year, for instance, C.J. Spiller had a high ankle sprain, and it made him average, very, very normal of a running back. Yeah, I agree. So you, you look at that, coupled with, like I said, uh, the offense has struggled. The defense, they have guys on there that are, I think at one point in time, I think last week, if I'm not mistaken, it was something like by the end of the game, they had seven guys out who originally were starting uh, starting on the defense in preseason crazy. by the end of week two. Yeah, that's, it's just crazy. I don't, that's some, I don't know about this rash of injuries that's been going on. And, you know, 
they're constantly making rule changes to try to keep players from getting injured. But it seems to me that with all these new stupid rule changes they're making, people are getting more injured on a regular basis. So, I don't know. It's weird. They have a great squad, but they really won't do anything until, you know, a lot of their people come back off of injury. I'm, and I'm honestly not sure at this point if, if the Kansas City Chiefs can even turn it around because you, you've got, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's only the third week of the season, but if you've got guys, important guys in the defensive side of things that are out for the year or gone for a very long time, it's going to be very hard to turn it around. It's going to be very hard to turn it around. Now, the last winless for team once, that's... We agree. The, hey, it's, uh, mark it down in the history books, ladies and gentlemen, because this doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. The, uh, but that's why the podcast is so good, though, if I may say so myself. I agree. Looking at the third winless team, uh, third and final one for this segment, the New Orleans Saints, shockingly, are winless after two games. Now, I say shockingly because they played the Cleveland Browns last week and they played the Atlanta Falcons the week before, and they should have won both games. But as I will highlight here in a second, their defense is terrible. They are 30th in the NFL, uh, allowing 446 passing yards per game. Actually, sorry, they allow 446 yards per game, and they are 32nd in pass defense, allowing 323.5 uh, passing yards per game. Yeah. The That's are, not good. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints are in trouble. I don't think anyone realized during the offseason that their defense was as horrid as it actually is. Um, I expect the Saints to do to do more. And they're kind of in the position that the Dallas Cowboys are in. In order to win, you're going to have to have shootouts that you're going to have to win. Um, and your defense is going to have to do just enough to make sure that you win the actual shootout. And I don't think the Saints have a defense that can put them over the hump. Although the games were close, if my memory doesn't fail me. That's correct. That uh, They were winning both games late, and then the defense crumbled. And uh, it, right. in the Atlanta game, allowed them back in the game and went to overtime and lost. And then in Cleveland, uh, they just played like crap, and then Cleveland stuck around and, and won with the last second field goal. Yeah, you know, you lost to Cleveland. There's, to me... That that makes your defense pretty bad. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those losses that at this point in the season will either make or break your year because you'll either say, "Hey, this isn't us. Let's rally around this terrible loss and, and be better," or you'll just say, "And eh, whatever, shit happens," and just keep right. playing crappy because the last the first two weeks of the season, Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, ripping Rob Ryan apart on the sideline. I mean, that's right. not something you want to see, but. That highlights how bad the defense has been this year. Rob Ryan is supposed to be a defensive genius, and his defense you, you, couldn't yes, stop a water leak. You, right. That's true. But is that Rob Ryan's fault, or is it the actual players that he has played for fault? You know, you can have the greatest defensive scheme on the planet, but if your players are subpar, it's not going to get it done. I think that that falls still on Rob Ryan though, because if it's it, he's got a, his job is to find a way to make the players fit in the system to work as good as possible, and if he if he can't do that, it might not be the best players. But if yeah, he can't if he can't do that, that, yeah, but he's not the one that's doing the recruiting. You know that falls on general management and the head coach. 
so he's got to work with what he's given. Well, hey, they they just signed uh, in the offseason safety uh, Jairus Bird from the Buffalo Bills, and from what I've seen so far, he has not done anything. So that's well, always positive when you dump a crap load of money into a player and he has not made any sort of impact. That's a true story. That's because all that money is guaranteed. Moving on to the uh, moving on to the other side of things, the undefeated teams. Now, uh, these three teams I'm about to mention are surprising, to be completely honest. Uh, oh, we've got, did we talk? We, we talked about all the undefeated teams. I mean, all uh, undefeated. The ones I, I just wins? picked. I picked the. I picked the three teams that were the most surprising, because there are oh, there okay, are the few, there are, are most surprising. Yeah, there's there's a couple teams where you're like, okay, yeah, you're zero and two. That's that's understandable. But this right. is, you know, these three teams were were playoff teams, and now they can't win a game. Uh, right, and right, the same right. goes with the undefeated teams. It's it's three teams that you looked at yourself and you go, really, I did not think they'd be two and zero at this point. Right, uh, right, we've, right. We've got the we've got the Arizona Cardinals, who are seventeenth seventeenth okay. uh, in pass yards per game, eighteenth in rush rushing yards per game. So that seems more like they've just gotten lucky because they don't have any statistical reason to to be this good. But they are. I mean, last week they had Drew Stanton starting at quarterback, and they still won. Right, right. So, so a lot to me, of people were like, "Who's that?" Exactly. To me, that seems like they've just gotten lucky—the luck of the draw. You know, sometimes the ball just rolls your way. But then I looked at their schedule, and uh, in the next couple weeks, the next three weeks, because they've got a game, then a bye week, then a game. Uh, we're going to find out what the Arizona Cardinals are made of because they play the San Francisco Forty ers and then have a, lose. have have a week off, and then they play the Denver Broncos. So yeah, they're going to lose this week. Yeah, in, in three weeks we'll know what the Cardinals are made of. Uh, probably not much, they're just a fluke. But I'm calling it right now. In three weeks they're going to be two and two. Crazier things have happened, my friend. Uh, the next team, the Houston Texans, surprisingly the 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 worst team in football last year, is two and zero oh now. Uh, the yeah, one reason I don't I don't well, think the they should have been the worst team in football last year. They they just they they have a lot of talent, but they fell apart. Oh, they were complete underachievers. Because I'm once, not surprised they're two and zero. I think they finally got their act together. They've been making big plays, so I'm, I'm not surprised that this year they're two and zero. Well, the out. one thing the one thing I want to point out is they're eighth in the NFL with 151 and a half rushing yards per game, so that has certainly helped them. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a game manager, which is what he needs to be. I mean, if he he's got. Right. He's got wide receivers there. He's got running backs there. Uh, the defense is great. Don't get me wrong. There, anytime you've got JJ Watt coming off the edge, I mean, yes. and we and, and not to mention last week we saw them uh, throw a little wrinkle in things with JJ Watt catching his first career NFL pass and touchdown, right? Where he was left I think wide he'd be open. A good tight end. I you if know you put JJ Watt in as a tight end. I think that would work. I think that would work out. Keep an eye out because uh, Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Houston Texans, did say that it's going to keep happening. So even if it doesn't happen, they're going to start planning game planning for it. So even if they say, well, hey, J.J. Watt's going to be catching touchdown passes, it may just be just talk. But then again, J.J. Watt. The defense <laughs> to look something, you know, that's exactly. another wrinkle in the defensive game plan. Well, because it, cause when you saw how open Watt was, now if you put someone on Watt, it opens somebody else up and, and you, you get the actual guy open that you want to have open. Exactly. But defensive players scoring touchdowns is always funny. Mike Mike Ver, Mike Vrabel of the uh, New England Patriots will agree because he's caught a few touchdowns in his day, and he was a linebacker. So, right. Uh, the final team I want to speak about in this segment is the Buffalo Bills, who are six. 
they're sixth in the NFL with 153 rushing yards per game. Now, I'm not doing this on bias, Perez. I'm doing this because, I'll be honest, I did not expect the Bills to be undefeated. I'm sure a lot of people did not expect the Bills to be undefeated. They've played great these first two weeks, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Here's the deal. The Buffalo Bills do this every year. Every year for the last, like, six seasons, they'll roll off a couple of wins. Buffalo fans will lose their minds talking about this is the year that we're going to win. Yay! And then they collapse. I don't see this year being any different. I'm well, not hey, excited. We'll I'm, not, I'm not a Phil's fan. You know, I, I'm glad for you people who are. You got you got two wins under your belt. You cherish that because it's not going to continue. Well, hey, you never know, man. They're playing the Chargers this weekend. I mean, the Chargers just did beat the Seahawks. But I'll tell you what, uh, that Buffalo Bills defense right now is looking very good. And if E.J. Manuel can continue to manage the game, not make bad mistakes, just take take what's given to you, as we saw last week. Because, I mean, the, the, the first game against the Bears was a, a good game for E.J., but last week was better in terms of you could see the decision-making process on the field as it was happening, where if he didn't have anything, he would roll out and, you know, uh, take a couple yards or, or check down or uh, he wouldn't try to, to force a ball if he didn't need to. He looked and, a lot better than he did last year. That's for sure. Oh, he's, he's, he's showing a lot of growth. That's for sure. And, and right now with the running game being as well as it is, like I said, six in the league at the moment, uh, he can be a game manager and ease himself in because you got to remember he's only played, I think, I think he's played less than uh, around 15 games in his NFL career at this point. Because uh, yeah. obviously he didn't play the full season last year. He got hurt and missed a bunch of games. So he's still learning. He's still a young, raw quarterback that has to learn how to play the game the right way. So if you can ease him in with, uh, okay, you know, make some passes here, there, check down, uh, just be smart with the football. And then you can hand the ball off to C.J. Spiller or Fred Jackson, and they'll break off a few nice runs. I mean, and when you're getting C.J. Spiller running, you know, 102 yards on a, on a kickoff for a touchdown and you've got Sammy Watkins making defensive backs look like fools, your job will look it will be a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I just no. don't think that this would continue. Well, hey, you've got your opinions, man. I've got mine. It's okay. That's why we got a podcast. That's right. And, and we will see. We'll be here all football season to talk about it. We, if the Bills do great, we'll talk. If the Bills don't do great, we'll talk. Life will go on, my friend. I've been a Bills fan for 15 years now. Never see, I, The last time I – the first game I ever watched the Bills play was the Music City Miracle game. That's the last Bills game – first Bills game I remember watching. That was, uh, a good, so that was a good game. I've never seen the Bills be good after, so I'm used to it. So if they do great, <laughs> awesome. If they do bad, okay, I'm used to it. But uh, moving over now to the uh, – the, the story of the, of the month of the year at this point, uh, Adrian Peterson and Greg Hardy. Uh, Peterson was moved to the exempt list this week, which, uh, if you did not know, apparently exists. And I want to read you, uh, I want to read you the explanation of the exempt list if, uh, if you have not already made uh, yourself aware. Uh, quote, the exempt list is a special player status available to clubs only in unusual circumstances. The list includes those players who have been declared by the commissioner to temporarily uh, be exempt from counting within the active list limit. Only the commissioner has authority to place a player on the exempt list. Clubs have no such authority and no exemption, regardless of circumstances, is automatic. The commissioner also has the authority to determine in advance whether a player's time in the exempt list will be finite or 
will continue until the commissioner deems the exemption should be lifted and the player return to the active list. So Adrian Peterson uh, is out, they said, until he at least uh, has his uh, trial, which is sometime in, in 2015. But apparently now, uh, because that happened, because they said they won't make him active until then, uh, there's been talks uh, apparently between his lawyer and the the uh, the court in, in Texas that he may agree to some, or they're going to try to to create and agree to some sort of plea deal to get this trial taken care of, so he can serve his suspension and then come back to the NFL. Well, do you have anything you want to say about it before I? I'm I'm I, I'm just giving my two cents uh, on on the on the what's going on because I want to hear what you have to say. That's that's why I shut up. <laughs> Come on, Perez. I know you well enough now. I, I, I we talked about this during the week. We had a conversation over texting, and uh, I knew that this would be a topic that you're very. I know you're very passionate. Every a lot of people are passionate about it, but I really want to hear what you have to say. I, I believe that <clears throat> bringing up in a, something that happened back in May, first of all, kind of ridiculous. Now, well, you've a lot got of it, people you, out there. Oh, hold on a second. I just want to tell you really quick, just just for the just for the people. Sorry to interrupt you, but the, I I have heard a lot of a lot of it's it's back in May. It's not a big deal, but that's the justice system does take time. So this has been going on for a while now. It's just the indictment came down now, so that's why it's it seems ridiculous that it's taking so long. But it's right. that's how things. But work. see, there was there was actually two occurrences here where they tried to press charges. The first time, the charges were actually dropped. The police felt that there was had been nothing untowards to happen. They felt it had been disciplined. That he had spanked this child, yes, but that he had felt that they, they they didn't feel like it was something that they had to pursue. The mother wanted to pursue it some more, and so she has. She put she put the pictures out there, and granted, the pictures look horrible. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. The pictures look bad. But listen, when I was that age, I was disciplined. And the discipline left bruises. My parents did not do it to abuse me. They did it to teach me between right and wrong. I do not feel that Adrian Peterson intentionally tried to abuse his child. I feel that it was discipline and that he's very remorseful about it. The problem is we live in in an age where people are out there. I mean, you got the left wing coming at this from from who knows where, and and people nowadays don't discipline their kids, and if you do, they feel you're in the wrong. But here's the problem. If you look at, and listen, earlier this week, you, sir, were saying it's a different day and age. But you can't do what you used to do in this day and age. And I say, poppycock. That's that's horrible because if you look at kids nowadays, kids do not have any respect for anything. Correct. That's because they're no longer disciplined. Well, that's and like I told you, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with things that have that have changed, but um, that's how that's how kids are brought up these days. I mean, parents don't feel it's necessary to uh, to to. Uh, punish their children for for doing things. I mean, I, I have to say, I, I think a lot of it is 
things that happened back back when you were a child. As time goes on, and, and there's there was a clip on ESPN which I'm I'm going to play before we go to break. Uh, when Chris Carter mentions it, you are you are spanked as a child, or or you know whatever whatever happens. But as you get older, you realize that that's not the right thing to do. So you find a different way to discipline your kids. Now, some people, most people agree. these days, most most people these days is not that they don't believe it's it's not right to discipline. There's a lot of people these days that just don't discipline their kids because they don't give a damn. I mean, that's but that's right. a different conversation for a different day. A lot of kids these days don't respect anything or anybody because their parents don't give a damn. And you can tell right. it by when you meet somebody and you say, okay, now I know why your kids are such a steaming pile of crap because, well, look where they get you know, it from. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. I was raised as – I was raised – in a Christian environment. And whether or not you believe what the Bible says or not, that doesn't matter to me. You can believe it. You cannot believe it. Whatever. If you look at the Bible, and if you break down the basic tenets of the Bible, it has a very good guide to how you should live your life. You know, I mean, the Ten Commandments are... are Thou shalt not steal. Okay, that that makes sense, you know. So you you can say God doesn't exist. You can say God exists, whatever. But if you look, if you break the Bible down, it gives you a good guide to live your life by. And if you live your life by those tenements, you should have a pretty decent life because you're not out there making a fool of yourself. The Bible says, "Spare spare the rod, spoil the child." And if you look at kids nowadays, you see parents sparing the rod and children that are spoiled and not behaving like they should. So did Adrian Peterson go overboard? That's not for me to decide. Yes, the pictures look horrible. I'm sure my buttocks and and the top of my legs looked pretty bad when I was a kid because I was a bad kid. I got spanked to get them out. But my parents didn't do it out of hatred. They did it out of love. And as a 40-year-old man now, I see why they did it. I understand completely why they did it. Because I look around at parents nowadays not doing it, and I think to myself, you should really lay hands on your child to teach them a lesson. And like I said said to you before, it's... It's a different. It's a different age, and and you you may not believe when I say that, but or, oh, or you it's may, a completely different age. You I may believe just, you. It's a different age. It okay. doesn't mean methods should be different. Well, that's what I mean by it's a different age. Is that people as time goes on, people uh, you know the 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 parents now are not like the parents back in the day, and now what what happened back in the day with disciplining? It may be wrong. It may not be wrong. It, it may it's, it's just based on what you believe and what your personal choices are. That being said. A lot of people, a lot of adults these days just don't feel right. And that's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I personally don't think it's it's necessary, but, I mean, it, that's, that's again, it's my personal belief. I and, agree. And that's, that's all this thing's all about is, is some people believe it's, it's okay. Some people believe, hey, you know, uh, he did what was right. It went a little overboard. You know, he should, he should pay the consequences for, for going a little crazy. Uh, on the child, but there's other people who say that's just it's downright disgusting what he did. 
I mean, and, and that's. Uh, and I know people who are saying it's downright disgusting, and, and those type of people weren't disciplined as a child, and it should have been. Well, like I said, it's at this point, it's all just a matter of, of opinion and, and what you believe in. Uh, it's a very, it's it's become a very loaded topic, that's for sure. Um, that's. And I, I'm trying not to I'm trying not to step on a landmine here because I, I wanted I, I have I have my personal beliefs and like I said I don't think that anything he did was right I, I understand why one would think that but then again you know I just personally don't think it was right and that's just how I feel and that's how I will feel because if if I had a child that I sent to my ex-wife's house or or, or whatever and the kid came home looking like that I would be furious but then again that's just a that's just a scenario that's not real life it's just me saying what i believe so i've never been in the situation i don't know you know i'm not a parent i i have a niece and nephew but i i'm not a parent so it's kind of hard for me to sit here and say yeah this is what i would do or this is what i did you know because it's just it's difficult it's difficult yeah, to say but but as an uncle uh, you gotta remember i know your family and as an uncle, your your kid, your 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 nieces and nephews are very young. Yes. So you wouldn't discipline them at this point in the same way you would discipline someone who was a little older. Well, that's, a, that's like that's like what Reggie Bush had a couple of days ago. He said his daughter's one year old, and he said if if she uh, broke the rules, he would discipline her like Adrian Peterson disciplined his child. I mean, shortly after he that's he, going a little bit far. She yeah, he, she's one. He took back. Well, he took back his statement and said, "I I was misquoted." But I mean, it's pretty hard to misquote that, you know. Let's be honest. Death Ray is incredibly cute. It'd be hard to discipline her anyway. She she's a she's a monster. She does what she wants. Yes, well, maybe see later on. But I discipline that child. Oh, I'll tell you what. There there will be a time where where Eric will put his foot down, and and it will be it will not involve. spanking or anything, but there will be a time where uh, somebody gets suplexed through a table or something. I don't know. Right. It's a wrestling, it's a wrestling, it's a, it's a wrestling household. She would probably suplex him through the table. Let's be honest. That's a true story. Like, no dad, I want to go to my friend's house. I'm going to DDT you on the kitchen table and leave. That'd be funny. (laughs) Getting back on topic though. I I do want to mention this one. Uh, Greg Hardy. He's the defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. He was uh, deactivated last weekend as the Panthers determined what they wanted to do because they didn't want to fumble the situation like the Vikings did where the Vikings activated or deactivated, activated, deactivated indefinitely. Uh, But the interesting thing about it is, is that he was convicted of domestic assault or something along those lines, Uh, a misdemeanor, a, a domestic uh, a, 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 we'll just say a domestic misdemeanor because I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't want to misquote or, or miscredit, I should say. But um, he was still on the field and he was still going to play, but he was appealing the conviction because obviously if he's convicted of something, he will be suspended. So now the Carolina Panthers reversed course and suspended him. Well, they didn't suspend him. He He volunteered to take a leave of absence, a paid leave of absence, same as Adrian Peterson. He's not in the exempt list, but he's not com- He's not going to be at the facilities. He's going to get paid to stay home. Um, at this point in time, I believe the Peterson and the Hardy situation, it's the right thing to do, but we can't give either team credit because it's way too late. Right. Well, it, it is, but you have to look at 
the the pressure that these teams were getting from not only outside different groups, but I told you earlier this week that it was all about money in some of these cases. And while what Hardy did, that's an interesting case because they wanted to indict him, but he said they offered him a plea deal, and he said, no, I want this to go to a jury case. So he actually wants to be found guilty or innocent in the eyes of his peers, which is interesting because he truly believes that whatever happened didn't actually happen. Because if you would actually, you know, I would imagine that if I was in that situation and they had concrete evidence against me, I'd be like, all right, I'll take the plea deal. You got me. But this dude really feels like he didn't do anything wrong, which I find interesting because my understanding is that there was actually bruises on the woman that he hit. That's correct. So I don't know what this guy is thinking. Um, Because, frankly, you go to a a jury case, it could be a lot worse than what the plea deal was. Yeah, well, as you as you mentioned, there's been pressure from NFL sponsors. Anheuser Busch shot a blank. One point nine billion dollars. Yep, they they shot a blank and, and, and threatened the league, and, and a few other sponsors have actually left. Uh, but you look at it, and, and it's just at some point in time something has to happen, and it appears now the time is is it's happening. I mean, Goodell wasn't going to do anything until there was pressure. Now there's uh, excuse me, immense amount of pressure. Now. I was saying to somebody that we'll find out what the NFL is made of when the next arrest happens, and it just so happens a couple days after, Jonathan Dwyer, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals, was arrested uh, following an incident that happened in July where he headbutted his wife and threw a shoe at his one-year-old child. Apparently, he was trying to um, sleep with her, and she was denying his sexual advances, so he headbutted her and shattered her nose. So you know, we'll definitely get a girl to change her mind, by the way. Exactly, because uh, that's so romantic. But right. uh, I know a lot of was, girls who love being head buddy. <laughs> Save that conversation for a different time. <laughs> he was uh, he was arrested, and then about an hour later, the Cardinals announced that he's been deactivated indefinitely. That so that's sucks. that is good. It's a good it's a good step in the right direction. But again, like I said with the with the Vikings, last thing before I wrap up this segment, the Vikings, Panthers, you did good. But you don't get a gold star because it took you way too damn long to do it. And let's be honest, you tried to do the wrong thing uh, in terms of uh, because your team is a business, because you want to win football games, because we all know why Adrian Peterson was uh, activated on Monday. That's because the Vikings got their asses handed to him by the Patriots 30-7. to And at at this point in time, uh, Adrian Peterson being off the field and losing without Adrian Peterson makes more sense than keeping him on the field and winning with him. Because if he stays in the team, they will lose. Uh, they'll lose sponsors. I mean, the the governor of Minnesota called called out and said Peterson shouldn't play, and that's important because uh, the state of Minnesota and their taxpayers are giving the Vikings four hundred ninety eight million dollars to build their to to part to, to help build their brand new football stadium. So that's that's a ton of pressure. But uh, like I said, you did the right thing, Minnesota. You did the right thing, Carolina. But you took too long. Learn from your mistakes, and uh, do it do it better next time if it ever happens again. Because you y- you look stupid. That's for damn sure. 
Well, I, we have a, a difference of opinion when it comes to the Vikings. But here's what's going on now. You now see groups calling out the NFL for things like, for instance, Brandon Marshall. Six years ago, he had an issue off the field. And now interest groups are calling for Brandon Marshall to be suspended for the incident six years ago. That's a, that's about a, the fact that Brandon Marshall not only has turned his life around, but has started groups that help these players work through their problems. He's mentored kids. He's mentored adults. He has made a complete 180. So forget about the fact that he is done right by society. He had an incident six years ago that's suspended. And well, that's not just, the issue that's going on right now. And not Did just that. Little? Go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm, I'm trying to time it perfectly, but I, I just keep I'm, – I'm very poor at this today apparently. Uh, he he released a, a statement yesterday at uh, at a press conference that was just a normal press conference, uh, which was the the statement from the doctor saying that the girl who was trying to come after him was the one who was. I mean, we all know Brandon Marshall has, has trouble because he's gotten in numerous fights with his wife. He's been arrested a couple times. He I think she stabbed him at one point in time, if I'm not mistaken, when he was with the Dolphins. Um, yeah. There was a dem- there was an issue a domestic Which, by issue. By the way, if my wife stabs me, I'm probably going to leave. Yeah, that would be good. Throw that out there. Uh, there was a domestic issue. Uh, apparently, the woman was the aggressor, uh, but everything Brandon was cleared in the in the case. Uh, did the count? They both did the counseling together. Everything was was taken care of and, and done with. But she decides to come out now because the the spotlight is hot in the NFL, and she's trying to. To, to get her 15 minutes of fame again. That's that that exactly. one seems to me like that. But I mean the the Peterson case, the Greg Hardy case, those are serious cases. This one seems I like agree. someone is just trying to 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 get their name back in the paper. Right. No, I agree. But but because she's doing that, you now have interest groups who are going after him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that I don't think that'll hold water. After a while they'll find out they're just digging for for nothing and that's what will happen. I mean, if you can keep attacking the NFL, but they will find ways to, to, to fend off these attacks. We all know that because while the NFL may be a terrible, terrible uh, organization, and we've seen that recently, uh, they certainly find ways to heal up very quickly from the self-inflicted wounds. Right, right. I agree. Now, before, uh, before I send this into commercial break, I do want to mention again, I'm going to play this piece from Chris Carter and ESPN. I, I personally, I don't know about you, Perez, I feel very strongly about it. I, uh, I agree with Chris Carter wholeheartedly. Um, and I want to hear what you guys have to think about it. Listen to it. Let us know. You can hit us up on, uh, on Twitter. I'm at a Wolf SHC. Perez is at MRLG Perez. Facebook.com backslash BLTD podcast. Right after this commercial break, we will be back to talk about something we've never talked about in the history of the Better Live Than Dead podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to have some fun with it. And um, this, this goes across all racial lines, ethnicities, religious backgrounds. People believe in discipline in their children. People with any type of Christian background, um, they really believe in discipline in their children. My mom did the best job she could do raising seven kids by herself. But there are thousands of things that I have learned since then that my mom was wrong. Yes. 
Thank you. It's the 21st century. My mom was wrong. She did the best she could, but she was wrong about some of that stuff she taught me. And I promise my kids I won't teach that mess to them. You can't beat a kid to make them do what they want That's to do. Correct. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thousands of things we have learned since then. And now we're to the point, the only thing I'm proud about is the team that I played for. They did the right thing. Yes. Take them off the field. I don't care what, we in a climate right now, I don't care what it is. Take them off the dang on field. Because you know what, as a man, that's the only thing we really respect. Mm. We don't respect no women. We don't respect no kids. The only thing Roger and them do, take them off the field. Because they respect that. This free and independent sportscast is made possible when you shop the Gear Network store through Amazon. Visit GearNetwork.com and click on the Amazon banner to shop through Amazon's thousands of products at great prices delivered right to your front door. Again, that's GearNetwork.com and click the Amazon banner at the top. A successful product does not become a successful product on its own. Look at the Gear Radio Network, for example. We're a prime example. We had a lot of help getting here, and we can help you get where you want to go, too. Advertising rates are very low to start off here on the Gear Radio Network. Visit us at gearnetwork.com. Click on the contact link to send us an email, and we can work out the details. Again, advertise your product across all of the forums at a low, low rate here on the Gear Radio Network. Do you enjoy listening to Better Live Than Dead, but you're not always by your laptop to hear it on GearNetwork.com? Not to worry, we've got you covered. Better Live Than Dead and all other Gear Network podcasts can now be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, in the Zoom Marketplace, on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, and on TuneIn Radio. So make sure you get one of the aforementioned apps to stay up to date with the latest Gear Network podcasts. And we are back in the Better Live Than Dead podcast. Myself, Ryan Wolf, Mr. Perez on the phone this afternoon. Uh, and Hello. Perez, before the, before the break, Perez, I, I teased that we will be talking about something for the first time ever in the history of the Better Live Than Dead podcast. I know it was only six episodes, but every time we do this, we got to make a big deal about it. <laughs> Major, Major League Baseball, how have Baseball. you and I – six episodes, five episodes, because obviously this is the six episodes of so five episodes – Almost five hours of content, and we never once mentioned baseball. You and I are big baseball fans, my friend. I mean, both our teams are doing poorly. You, you, the Yankees, me, the Red Sox. But uh, how did we miss this? There's been so much going on with other sports that we haven't had time really to talk about baseball. Well, let's be honest, too. I mean, uh, for the for the listener's sake, we we do apologize because. I know I would be more interested in baseball, and I damn well know you would be too if the Red Sox and Yankees were doing better. That's a true story, and there's actually some really good races going on right now. Oh, absolutely. Right now, uh, actually, just to, just to highlight real quick, if uh, you have been kind of under a rock with baseball like, like we all have on the Better Live Than Dead podcast, uh, the Baltimore Orioles clinched the American League East, the first uh, uh, title since 1997. The Washington Nationals clinched the National League East, the second one in three years. They've got a great team down there in Washington. And the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have clinched the American League West. They have the best record in baseball. And besides the Pittsburgh Pirates, who we're going to talk about in a second, they are the hottest team in baseball. They uh, can't, they don't appear uh, to be able to be stopped at this point. I like the Pittsburgh Pirates team. 
And uh, looking looking at the teams that are close close to clinching, as you mentioned, great races in this in this postseason, uh, getting close to the postseason. Kansas City, uh, the Kansas City Royals, I should say, and the Detroit Tigers are, are down to the wire. I mean, uh, it's a half game lead right now by Detroit. Detroit leads them by half a game. So they they're going into a three game series this weekend. It's starting tonight. That can make all the difference in the world. It's going to make the difference in the world. You got to imagine because I mean, if 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 you win two or three. You've got a lead. No matter right. what, you went two or three, you got a lead. Um, the the great thing about Kansas City was last year when they traded Will Myers to the Royals for James Shields because they felt that they could be uh, they could be a team that contends for the playoffs. It didn't work out so right. well last year because Will Myers, great player for the Rays, and uh, the Royals didn't make the playoffs. Now this year, on the final year of his contract, James Shields has been James Shields, as they call him, Big Game James, if you will, which. I don't get it, but we'll go with it. He's been phenomenal this year. Uh, but now Will Myers has struggled. The, the sophomore slump, if you will, he's had a, a few injuries. Uh, and Kansas City's about to make the playoffs, so I guess that was a, a trade made uh, with, the, with, the, with the right thing in mind just a year too early. Now, I would love to see Kansas City in the playoffs because if there's anything I love about Major League Baseball playoffs, it's young teams that don't know any better, if you will. They just play and and win because what else are they supposed to do? They don't know. I agree with you. Looking in the uh, National League Central, the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are fighting off the the Red Hot Pirates, who I believe are eleven and two in their last thirteen games. They've got a two and a half game lead on them, but like I said, the Pirates are red, red, red hot at this point in time. Uh, and same goes for the uh, the Dodgers in the West. They are fending off the Giants. They've got a two and a half game lead with a handful of games to go. But the one thing I wanted to look at today before uh, before uh, we exited the podcast was the, the postseason picture. If the season ended today in the American League, the Kansas City Royals would be taking on the Oakland Athletics in the wild card game, which uh, the, the play-in game, uh, which would be interesting because the Athletics were very good before the All-Star break, uh, made a few trades at the deadline to get better, and they fell to earth, completely fell to earth. Now, was it the trade of Ioannis Cespedes? I don't necessarily think that was the one thing. Uh, a lot of it has to do with just uh, the ball rolling your way. You know, and, and their, their batting average for, for batted balls in play has dropped drastically. They've just been very unlucky, if you can believe it. Uh, and I believe the Angels have gained like 15 games in the past month and a half or so on the, on the athletics. That's how bad the athletics have been. So that that game would be fun to watch, and that'll either be uh, Kansas City in Oakland, or Kansas City, or, or Detroit in Oakland, or maybe even the Seattle Mariners, who are making a late run at the thing. They are very, 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 very close to making it into the wild card game. And the Oakland Athletics, after leading the West in a convincing fashion uh, just a few months ago, may not even make the playoffs. Which would be nutty. I think a few people would lose their job if that was the case. Uh, yeah, no, the, I absolutely agree. At the moment, the winner the winner of the wild card game would play the Angels in the in the ALDS, and then at the moment, the Orioles and Tigers would play in the ALDS. Going over the National League side of things, a play-in game that would be fun for a lot of people. The San Francisco Giants right now would play the Pittsburgh Pirates. That would, that would be, a, be a great game. That would be a lot of fun. I would, I, you know, the Giants have been there the last couple of years. They won a couple of World Series. I would like, you know, if that comes down to that, I'd like to see the Pirates get into the playoffs. 
I, I would love to see the Pirates get in the playoffs, but uh, I don't honestly know if they could get past the Giants. The Giants are they're good, very good. They've got a lot of a lot of talent in their lineup, a lot of good pitching. A few guys that have been injured lately. I know what uh, and help and help Pagan is or Angel Pagan. I don't know. Why I said Angel Angel Pagan has uh, a problem with his back, but uh, well, they're they're well, they've been there before. And hell in Spanish. Yeah, you I was said say, Spanish way, it's Anhel, so you're good. I, I was trying to remember because usually when I think of players' names, I always remember the pronunciation. But today, I'm just my brain is not working very well. So, the okay. winner of the winner of the Giants uh, Pirates game would go on to play the Nationals, who, as we mentioned before, have a phenomenal young team. Or phenomenal young team, not a phenomenally young team. I mean, they are young, but they are also good and young. I understand what you mean. They've got great lineup, great power pitching, uh, great. Uh, a great bullpen with uh, with the return of uh, old closer Drew Storin, who was a great closer, lost it, forgot how to do it, couldn't figure it out, whatever happened, went to the minors, regained it, came back, and he's now uh, lights out. So that's that's huge for them, especially with, with Drew Storin and Rafael Soriano at the back end of that, of, of that bullpen. It's going to be tough to beat them in, in October. I agree. At the other game, at NLDS right now, it's the Cardinals and the Dodgers, which we saw last year. Uh, I believe it was the it was the NLCS last year was the Dodgers and the Cardinals, so that'll be fun to watch. Both teams are a powerhouse. Uh, Cardinals, you could it's like a broken record. They're a great baseball team every year. It's a great organization. They've got great uh, great farm system. Uh, they make the right decisions. They they sign the right players. Um, great pitching, great hitting, great managing too. I mean. Uh, Mike Matheny is he, he stepped into a great situation there, but he is a, a, as good of a manager as you'll get. Yeah, no, he's an excellent manager. I, I, I personally would like to see the Dodgers make some noise. Um, well, you like think they the almost Dodgers have to? Advance. With you think they almost have to at this point with the um, with the amount of money they have in that team and uh, last year Don Mattingly the, the when when they lost it didn't really sit too well with him or ownership. So it may come down to they have to make some noise or you might see some big changes in, in Los Angeles coming this offseason. Well, I agree with you there. So I guess now that now that we've got baseball on, we've got to make some predictions. We have to. Now we've got we've got the bulk of the teams here. There may be one or two that switch, but I want to know who you have in the ALCS and the NLCS. Oh man. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm gonna go who do you got? I think in the ALCS, I'm looking at the Angels uh, because they've they've had a lot of injuries on their pitching staff. But I'll tell you what, they've overcome everything, and they're just a, a great team this year. I don't know where it came from, but they finally got their act together, got things in line, and they're doing great. So I think it'll be the the Angels, and I want to say I want to say Detroit because they've they've been there before. They know how to win in October. But part of me thinks that the Baltimore Orioles are ready to make the next step to at least make the ALCS. But I, I'm, I'm going to go with Angels and Tigers in the ALCS. That You know what? In the ALCS, me and you feel pretty much the same. I can see, I can see the Tigers getting there. Uh, they have a great power squad. Uh, but I also feel that the Orioles, uh, they may be ready to take that next step. Um, but I think the Angels are going to be there. I've actually, uh, I've actually got the Angels going to the World Series. I think if they can continue to hit the ball the way they are and, and play good baseball, there's, there's not much you can prove, you can show me that that will get me to believe that they can be stopped. Yes. On the National yeah. League side, 
you, I can you see go. that. You go. I, I can see. I can see that. I can see the Angels making it. See, I've cut you off enough today. I mean, you can you can cut me off a few times too if you'd like. That's all good, man. Return the favor, why don't you? Uh, on the National League side of things, I've I've honestly think it's going to be the uh, the Nationals and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, really? yes. I, I I've got a feeling. I mean, if the Dodgers if the Dodgers move over to the other side, well, I don't think I don't think the Dodgers will move over to the other to the other side because the Nationals are the best team in the in the NL right now. So if the Nationals get uh get bumped, which that won't even. I don't even know if that'll happen because the team that to bump them would be Los Angeles at this point. Uh, if things change in the in the Dodgers end up with the best record in the National League that the that the Nationals have right now, I would probably say Dodgers and Cardinals in the NLCS. But if the Nationals remain the best team in the NL, I would have to say it'll probably be. I want to say Nationals and Cardinals just because the Cardinals again. They know how to win in October. They've got the pitching staff. They they've got they've got the pitching staff. They've got the bullpen. They've got the hitting. They've got the timely hitting. Like I said, they've got the great managing. I think the Cardinals are going to be the team to beat in the in the National League this year. But I'm going to put my neck out there and just on a, on a whim. I I think the World Series this year will be the Nationals against the Angels. That'll be a good World Series. Just because I don't know why I was thinking about it a couple days ago, and I, I know the Cardinals have everything, and they've they've won World Series. They they lost to the Red Sox last year. Um, they've won a, they've won a couple recently. Uh, well, I think it's going to come down. Decade, to, you got the Nationals, the Cards. I got the Dodgers, the Cards. Do you think the Dodgers have done enough though to beat the Cardinals? Uh no. Fair enough. I mean, no, the Dodgers. I think they've done enough to beat the Nationals. Well, you got to remember, remember right now that if it, if it plays out the way it does, the Nationals get the the team who wins the wild card, and the Dodgers play the Cardinals in the DS. So, a a potential World Series favorite could be eliminated in the first round, just because that's how the things play out. We'll find true, out. True. But uh, I know this has been kind of a, a kind of a a small baseball segment. I do apologize. We will talk a lot more about baseball as the playoffs get closer. But uh, right now, I've got. I've got the the Angels and the Nationals. Perez, we need a we need a. You you said Angels and Cardinals. Yes. Okay, I just want to get you on the record. Just want to have you there so we can make fun of each other in a couple of weeks when we are painfully wrong. Because if there's any happened. if there's anything I've noticed about the Better Live Than Dead podcast is that you and I are terrible at predictions. Yes. But uh, that has been our. Although our brief... I, I picked, I, I picked the. Uh... I think the Falcons the win last night. Was, that was played gonna, out pretty well. <laughs> I was going to mention that, but that is like uh, that's like betting you'll get paid on payday, right? So I, I mean that was that was about as easy to pick as I've ever made in my life. But uh, that has been our brief baseball segment, and I do I do apologize for being so brief. But we will talk more baseball soon. Baseball's coming up. We've got hockey here shortly. The Buffalo Sabers are uh, starting their their uh, training camp uh, today on Thursday or Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Wow, it's Friday. It is Friday. See, probably, you're even bad at picking the days of the week. I probably should not have done a podcast today if my brain cells were not uh, willing to uh, participate in this in this process. But that being said, uh, I'm going to throw it to commercial break right now. When we come back, we will uh, wrap things up for this week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I Again, my brain cells are just – they vacated my brain this afternoon. So we will be right back after these commercial breaks. 
Hey, gear guys and gals, you hear that song in the background? Yes, that, my friends, is You Are Undeniable by Most Def featuring Marvin Gaye, and I purchased that from my iPhone using Gear Network on iTunes. That's right. iTunes is not only a destination for our podcast, but now you can go there for all your app, music, podcast, and video needs. Anything you want from the App Store, you can get by the Gear Network iTunes connection. Here's what you do. Go to GearNetwork.com and click on Support the Shows and click on the iTunes link. It will take you to our page and you'll be able to access iTunes from there and make your purchases as you normally would. The difference is Apple throws us a little something-something to help with the productions when you purchase through the Gear Store, and this will help keep the podcast free and independent. Again, that's GearNetwork.com, and don't forget the Amazon page as well, the shop for the iPod or iPhone, to play these apps on. One more time. Time, that's GearNetwork.com. Check out all our other shows on the Gear Network as well while you are there. Are you a fantasy sports player? If yes, FanDuel is for you. A one-week fantasy sports season where you draft new teams each week with a chance to instantly earn money. Also, FanDuel will match your first deposit up to $200. Sign up through Gear Network at GearNetwork.com backslash FanDuel and help keep the Gear Network podcast free. Again, that's GearNetwork.com backslash F-A-N-D-U-E-L. And now it is time to... Wrap up the sixth installment of the Better Live Than Dead podcast. First off, I want to say, Perez, thank you for uh, for joining me, as usual. Thank you. I know we had kind of an extended... You're more than welcome. I know we've had an extended talk this morning. It's going to be a very long podcast this week, but you know what? That's what we do sometimes. Uh, it is. And you know what? It's entertaining, so... If anything, people won't be bored when they listen to us. Well, I'll tell you what, we're very passionate about what we do, and it's evident in the podcast, and it, people are enjoying that from what I've been told. So, Right, yeah, no, that's what I've been hearing too, so that's a good thing. We're doing something right, man. Uh, as I said, thank you, Perez. I want to thank Tony at thank Fortune. You. I want to thank, thank Tony at Fortune Studios for making the podcast sound great, as well as some of the yes, new commercials. As well as some of the new commercials we have, I keep burping over here. I, I don't know what my problem is. I'm just gonna just gonna quit here. Well, you're not doing it on air. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not that. I'm not that disgusting. I mean, I could, but I won't do that. Uh, Tony Fortune Studios making the podcast sound great, make the commercial sound even better. Uh, I want to thank John at uh, at the Gear Network always for for letting this podcast uh, happen. Thank you for 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 making the uh, new affiliations happen for for helping. I mean, I know it's it is your it is his baby. He's making the thing uh, go worldwide. We're doing just as much, man. But a lot of fun. Also, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you always for tuning in, for downloading, for for listening, for for clicking on the link, for liking, for favoriting, for whatever whatever you do out there yeah. in internet radio land. Thank you so much for making this podcast happen. Thank you, listeners. For Mr. Perez, Mr. Wolf, I am Ryan Wolf. You are not. I am. Mr. Perez. He's Mr. Perez, and there's no one on this world who is Mr. Perez because this that man is uh, one of a kind. That's a true story. That's a true we, story. <laughs> we will try and do better next week, my friends. Thank you again for joining us. Have a great week. Enjoy the sports, and we will be back same time, same place with more sports talk for you. Adios.